Welcome to the Pattern Podcast from KSE in London. As a church, we want to learn ways of being with Jesus, becoming like him and doing the things he did in order to see this city we love transformed. This podcast is a resource to help us explore these spirit-filled patterns of living and start putting them into practice every day. For this episode on the practice of encouragement, we went to chat to Joe Soper. Joe leads Exeter Network Church with her husband, John, and lectures on biblical interpretation at Westminster Theological Centre. And she might just be one of the most encouraging people we know. Welcome to the Pattern Podcast. We're here with Joe Soper, and I'm very excited to be talking about the practice of uh, encouragement today. Um, Joe, as we kick off, can you just describe what encouragement is and what has it got to do with Jesus, uh, life in the Spirit, and the Kingdom of God? Yes. So I feel very encouraged, actually, thinking about encouragement this morning. And, and I was thinking, when you think about the things Jesus said, I think in the Gospels, I think about things like have faith, don't be afraid, love one another. And I was thinking, actually, encourage one another is something that seems to me to be a real call to the church, that we are encouraging each other to do the things that Jesus told us to do. So we're encouraging one another to have faith. We're encouraging one another not to be afraid, and we're encouraging one another to love one another well. So I was thinking it is such an important call to the church. And and what we're trying to do is encourage each other to do the things that Jesus told us to be doing. And I was looking through the Old Testament and ways that um, the Old Testament talks about encouragement. And it, it is often literally trying to call on people to be courageous when they're facing a battle or, where, or when they're about to make a journey or whether they're doing something scary. Um, in the Old Testament, you get a good sense of them being given courage and that being something about what encouragement is. So in the, in the New Testament too, in Acts, you get Paul encouraging uh, disciples to continue in their faith, to remain in their faith. So again, I think encouragement is about giving courage to each other. It's about strengthening each other. And one last thing to say about encouragement, I think, is this connection with the spirit and life in the spirit. Uh, you probably know John 14, 16 talks about the spirit being sent as the paraclete. And paraclete is that same word. So an encourager is paraclete in the Greek. And it is essentially one who comes alongside, one who encourages someone, not by kind of teaching at them, but by do, doing something alongside them and speaking out words that will literally the image that comes to my mind is one of a race where someone is is running alongside you you know essentially speaking into your life in a way that that means you keep going and you don't give up incredible what an amazing vision for encouragement uh thanks joe um why in today's culture is this a particularly powerful act um what what sort of opposite mindsets or opposite cultures does it counteract? Mm. Well, I think I'd like to talk about three things. The first is a more general thing that actually in any culture, we know that the enemy's schemes are, are out there and at work to discourage believers. So if you take that image of running a race, it is like running along with, on the one hand, people saying to you, you're rubbish at this. Why don't you give up now? You never should have started this. This is beyond you. It's too hard. Um, 
And on the other, you get this voice of encouragement, which is the other person running alongside you saying, don't give up, keep going, you're going to get to the end. It's so good you started out on this journey, you can do it. So um, in any culture, I think you, you, if you are going to build a culture of encouragement and be encouraged and encourage one another, you have to know that, that it's going to sometimes be countercultural and you are counteracting just the lies of the enemy in general. Uh, but I think it specifically comes against something like individualism because you encourage one another. So you are being pushed almost towards the other. And um, that keeps us from retreating back into an individualism that means we don't need encouragement and we're not particularly fussed about encouraging one another. We're called to the other. And that comes against, I think, individualism. But also competitiveness and comparison. And I think for a lot of people in their workplaces, they are more than likely in a culture where they are encouraged to um, almost push someone else down, you know, for the sake of them doing well and getting a promotion or whatever. And there, we have a great example of that here at Network because someone who runs um, a solicitor's office up the road realized that he wanted to practice encouragement and he wanted that to be part of his workplace. And so he started making cards which said things like, you did a great job, you know, thank you so much. Um, you're a star type thing. But and he started giving them to his colleagues, but they had a tear-off portion at the back that said the same thing again. So whenever he gave one to a colleague, the, the invitation was to tear off the back half and then give that again to another colleague nice. and pass nice. on the same message again. So he his company began to win all kinds of awards. They did incredibly well as a company. And he is convinced that a big part of that was changing the wow. actual culture and seeing encouragement come between colleagues where before there had been a real competitiveness and lots of comparisons going on. So, um, yeah, individualism, competitiveness and comparison, I think, encouragement pushes them back so joe what i love there you started to talk about how encouragement actually has an effect on others it's started to change that workplace you start to put courage into others can you say a little bit more about how you understand this practice impacting the world around us and 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 um shaping though you know it shapes us but how does it shape those around us well i definitely think encouragement should make people better people, more confident people, braver people. And maybe as people learn to give encouragement and they realize it's not de detrimental to them, it doesn't need to be a loss to them because they're telling someone else how great they're doing. I think it sort of lifts everyone. So there's a communal benefit that begins to um, embed itself in a culture or in a workplace, which then everyone begins to see that all the boats rise kind of thing. It's not a cost. It's not a loss to you if you point out that other people have done a great job. Mm. So that's a really important thing in life, I think, to, to realize. Uh, the effect of encouragement should be to give someone courage. And where what that assumes is that they are trying something. They are trying to be, you know, a better version of themselves. They're trying to make a change um, they're, or they're just trying to keep going with something. And I think if you're encouraging effectively, you will see those people persevering and being a better version of themselves and being, uh, taking courage in their own life. Amazing, Joe. thank you. This is, this is such an exciting and compelling vision uh, for what encouragement looks like, but also the effect that it would have. You're, you're a church leader, 
uh, you're excited about seeing the church be all it can be and the kingdom of God coming and changing the city of Exeter. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you think the church could be like if we grasp this, if we all practice this practice of encouragement in the everyday. Well, it seems to me that it should point us towards the most amazing practice of being the body of Christ because if every single person is getting encouraged and if every single person is learning to give encouragement then everyone is taking risks everyone is throwing themselves towards um change everyone is throwing themselves towards a challenge um as we sort of speak speak over each other in a way that makes people courageous so if if everyone in the church was doing that um, more and more, I just I just can't imagine it would be an incredibly effective and fruitful body of people. And and the other thing I think is great is that when every single person is practicing speaking boldly into another person's life to to encourage them, it also all kinds of prophetic things begin to grow up, and people have a confidence and are authorized and commissioned by Jesus to be speaking powerfully in that way and, you know, almost bringing things into being through through the fruitfulness of the words they're speaking to, to each other. So I think both giving encouragement and receiving encouragement as a whole church, you know, building that culture into a church would be explosive, you know. So Joe, just now, I just want to pick up on something that you were talking about. You, you were speaking about almost seeing things ahead of time and calling them out in people. Um, what what do you see as the relationship between encouragement and the prophetic? Yeah, we love to talk about the bowls of encouragement and speak to people about the idea of having one great big bowl that is encouragement. They're the words of encouragement that are daily and that anyone can choose to speak a word of encouragement. You don't have to feel it even. You just speak it out. Um, it doesn't have to be truth that you couldn't have known unless the spirit had told you, you know, it's just a truth from the scripture and for the word of God, from the word of God, things we know are true, just encouragements we can speak to people. So we try and encourage everybody every day to be speaking those words of encouragement. And then to my mind, it's like the smaller bowls that fit in the big bowl. As you grow, push into a gift of prophecy and ask God for prophetic words, you get words of encouragement, but they've somehow got the breath of the spirit on them. So I might say to you, you know, you're a child of God. Now I, I didn't, that's not a word of knowledge. That's just truth that I know is true. And it's true on any day, but there are some times when that person needed to know that thing on that day at that moment. And that will, that has a prophetic breath on it, if you like, that's the breath of the spirit. And then, and then to me, there's an even smaller bowl, if you like, that goes in those two others, which is where God does give you an, an encouragement that is prophetic and that you couldn't have known any other way. So it might be, you know, I think I think God might be calling you into this thing or or asking you to make some other change in your life. You know, it's quite a specific prophetic thing. But they, these things must all lie within this big bowl of encouragement. And the nice thing is that that's where everyone can start every day. And then if you want to pursue a, a, a strong and powerful anointing for the prophetic, you do that within that other bowl of encouragement. <laughs> Joe, from everything you've been saying, this is such a compelling vision for encouragement and it seems to be so obviously fruitful in a good way. I just wanted to dig in a little bit as to what you understand to be the barriers, both to us being encouraging, but then also receiving encouragement. Yeah, I think that's a great question because I think often even those of us who 
see something or think something don't always have courage to speak it out as an encouragement to somebody. And I know for myself that sometimes you lack confidence. You don't feel, you know, who am I to sort of speak with some authority or some power into someone's life or speak words over someone that might actually you know, impact them. And and certainly for me, all that stuff sort of false modesty or who am I, you know, you do have to come to a point where you set that aside. And for the sake of the other, you just take a risk yourself and make yourself vulnerable by just offering something to to um, to someone. If you, if you see something, and especially if you're a prophetic person and you see a success or you, before you can see it, if you see what I mean, you see it with the eyes of faith. Then and when you see the seeds of something in someone, then it really is a, com- a commission and, and a command really from God for, for us as a church to speak that out, make yourself vulnerable and not, you know, not let lack of confidence rob someone of the words that you could have been speaking out of, into their life. And I also think that in a, in our culture, we often have a problem with actually receiving encouragement and we sort of brush it off with some sort of, again, false false modesty, or we're just embarrassed to even, you know, if someone's trying to tell us something and looking at us, we're sort of almost too embarrassed to look look back at them and just say, you know, thank you. Um, so where those those lies are like, well, I, I'm no good. Oh, my goodness, no, how can you say that? I'm rubbish at that thing. You know, we've got to sort of learn to stop that and receive, let that encouragement spur us on. So it's not like, stroking some cat you know where there's going to be no activity off the back of it if someone you know if we speak out encouragement and and receive encouragement it's because Jesus wants to use that encouragement to spur us on to some action for the sake of the kingdom you know it's not just a feel-good kind of a thing incredible I love that I love that thank you um just maybe speaking a little bit more personally this time can you remember a time where encouragement has made a difference in your own life Yes, I've got two examples come to mind that have made a massive difference in my life. One is where um, John had decided to go forward for ordination and had a place to study, um, you know, the theology at um, Wycliffe Hall in Oxford. And um, it had not occurred to me, I'd never done any theology in my life, and it had not occurred to me that I might study too. But someone spoke this word um, it wasn't, you know, it's not a scripture or something. They just said to me, I think you should think about studying with John. And I don't know whether you've had this experience, but that could have just been an okay idea. But there was something on it. It was like the breath of the spirit was somehow on it. And it kind of lodged itself in my heart somewhere. And I pursued that and people started funding me to study. You know, it was just crazy God stuff started happening around that one encouragement where somebody put something into my mind that maybe because of different things in me, I hadn't, I, it hadn't even occurred to me. So I, I'm so grateful to that person. And it's so encouraging to think that we could be that person for each other. And, and then the other massive way encouragement helped me was when um, we were wondering about moving to Exeter to start a church and it, and it made no real sense at all, humanly speaking. And so we were looking to God and asking different friends. And then three friends wrote us back the same scripture from Isaiah um, and said, you know, they they would encourage us to go for it. And this was the scripture that came to mind. And, and three people wrote the same verses to us. And again, God used used that combination of people being willing to pray for us and you know, speak this into being. And then the thing that's, that three people spoke the same word, you know, we, we then packed our stuff up and moved here. 
Wow, wonderful examples. Thank you. Uh, and what a difference that's made in the lives of hundreds of people uh, in this city. So it's, it's awesome uh, to hear the fruit of it like that. Um, okay, let's let's wrap this up by talking quite practically. If you were um, speaking to someone who's going to explore practicing this for the very first time um, and go on the adventure of becoming an encouraging person, um, how should they start? What are the first steps? Well, a couple of practical things I've tried in different seasons is one, if I'm reading the Bible in the morning, I, I purposefully ask God to give me something through what I'm reading that I can pass on to somebody. And then it makes me more alert during the day, um, looking out for that opportunity as if God, God will have given me a gift that I'm supposed to pass on for that day. So that turns into a sort of intentional encouragement. And um, I also sometimes do a thing where I try to do a thank you to somebody every day. Like I point out something and I try to look for people who are doing a really good job of something less seen and less visible to to many people. So then I just I just write them an email or I phone them up and just or text them, whatever. It could be a tiny thing taking a few seconds, but actually I just try and notice and encourage someone that um yeah, they're not overlooked and just try and appreciate what they're actually doing and find someone every day to do that with. And then um and then in terms of um, building a culture more of sort of, um, I've heard it or someone saying it's like a feedback and a feed forward culture. So you're, you're, you're giving people feedback where you're, you're speaking well of people, you're telling them what you've seen them do well, but you're also looking to feed forward and kind of, I think that has that biblical idea of encouragement around, um, spurring people onto more and being able to say to someone, well, you know, I see you're doing a great job of this you know, have you thought of that, that so that as well, you're exhorting people in the biblical sense, as well as just, um, you know, giving them feedback, what they're doing well, you're also spurring them on into the future. So the feedback feed forward thing, I think is something you can introduce as a culture in, into your workplace or whatever. Yeah. And just, and just looking out to write the odd card to someone or just, yeah, think of one a day, you know, in your workplace where you might speak to a colleague, especially someone you're maybe quite threatened by or, you know, just try try speaking and encouragement to them. Joe, thank you so much. Uh, incredible vision for encouragement. And I think if we grasp it and practice it, our churches, our communities, our workplaces will never different. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Pattern Podcast. If you'd like to explore more spirit-filled patterns of living, head over to pattern.org.uk.